Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas, where I get all up in your business in 20 minutes or less. I am Suzanne Proxa, your host, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs, and my jams just happen to be a client attraction and marketing. So let's not delay any further. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, today's show is sponsored by my very own Sue's Crew Elite Membership. You guys have been waiting forever for this, and I'm finally taking the veil off and opening up the doors. The Sue's Crew Membership is for female entrepreneurs who are legit serious about living the lives on their vision boards but they aren't willing to sell their couch just quite yet for coaching. Ladies, if you know that you are not meant for mediocre, there's no way you're about to give up. You may not have all the answers, but with some guidance, you are going to completely show the world you are a force to be reckoned with. This is going to be the answer for you. Let's talk about what's included. There are two options. So option one is perfect for those of you who are just don't have the finances to dive into something with a huge price tag. And that is the elite option. It gives you access, wait for this, to my courses and challenges so you can binge at will at a fraction of regular cost. You get Funnels on Fleek, you get the Client Magnet Masterclass Series, Engage, Grow, and Monetize Your Facebook Group, Instagram Famous Biz Babe, Load Up Your List, Five Day Client Attraction Accelerator, and Crickets Crusher Live Client Attraction Challenge. Just to give you an idea, the value on these is 247, 147, 197, 37, 47, 47, 97. You do the math, but that's not it. You also get access to all of the videos and trainings on my membership site. So you can binge on videos and trainings from yours truly and other industry leaders on the topics of brand, client attraction, copywriting, course creation, creating and pricing packages, health and wellness, list building, mindset, sales, social media, strategy and planning, tech, time management, engagement, and visibility. You also get a special Facebook group for collaboration, interaction, support, and training, monthly Saturday power hours where I'm available live for questions, weekly training opportunities, a monthly drawing for a one-to-one session, and work bees where we actually work on aspects of your business in the group live. And then option two is available, and that is Elite VIP. Includes everything I just talked about above, plus a monthly one-to-one coaching session with me, value $300, the brand clarity course, which is valued at $497, and I must be losing my mind, my client tools that are available only to my clients, including the 90-Day Strategy Accelerator Workbook, valued at $700, and the Forecasting and Planning Worksheet, which is sheer gold, valued at $500. 
and you're just going to crap your pants when you hear how low the investment is for founders. Ready? $57 a month for Elite and $247 is all for VIP. So get your Heine in there before the founder's rate is gone. Go to SuzanneProxa.com backslash P backslash Sue's crew dash elite. I will see you in the membership. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas. I am beyond geek today because I've got one of my favorites on the show. This girl is into everything and she happened to be my co-host for We've Got Jokes, which was a Facebook Live show that we just discussed the possibility of bringing back. So today we are talking to Kristen Downs, and she is going to talk to us about managing your anxiety with systems. And since Kristen does so much, before we got started, I told her I would let her do her entire intro because there is no way I'm going to do it justice. Welcome, lady. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Well, hi, everyone. I am Kristen Downs, and uh, Suzanne and I uh, co-hosted We've Got Jokes for a while. You can find us on Facebook. We're talking about bringing it back. It was super fun, non-serious business tips, advice. I talked about things that perhaps on other shows you might not hear about, <laughs> uh, which was lots and lots of fun. And so I think that's a good indicator of me. I am. I like to, to work seriously, but I have a lot of fun while doing it. And I do lots of different types of things. My, my main project is The Notable Woman, which is a podcast and live show. And there's also a group. And the whole premise behind that is that every woman is notable, even if she doesn't quite know it yet. And so I have conversations with women who are doing amazing things in the world, very inspiring. And then I also just launched a, a Monday through Friday daily news podcast. And that's mostly because I personally am a super huge news junkie. And I know a lot of women, it's a lot. The news is a lot. And you don't really know what you're going to get when you turn on the news, what kind of ridiculousness. So I recommend, you know, finding people that you really like that are going to give you news that you want to hear. And so that's what I personally do. And then I found that people were finding it helpful, the things that I was sharing. So I started doing two things. One, this Notable News Podcast, which is a Monday through Friday podcast. I record it on Facebook Live and then repurpose it over to Anchor and it distributes to 10 podcast platforms from there. And then I also do these daily briefs on my personal profile. You can go to bit.ly slash Kristen's Briefs because I think that's funny. (laughs) Makes me laugh. And, uh, you know, I just go through the things that are happening in the world, but it's, uh, I think it's good. There's a lot of women who are high energy and empaths and they don't want to get everything or sit through 45 minutes to an hour of uh, news programming. So that's something I just added to my, uh, my content, I guess I would say. 
And then I also work with my husband. We do a video strategy under a company called Much More Media. And he is the strategy and creative content guide. And then I help our clients deal with their systems, their blocks, um, a little bit of um, PR or hype, as I like to call it. Yeah. And I also mama. I have a, a three-nager now, which is intense <laughs> and also very fun. But also, I mean, I laugh a lot because he just says no to everything I say, even if it's a donut and he wants it like he did earlier today. And we have petties. We have a dog and two cats. We live in New York City. And I think that's me in not a nutshell, but that's definitely yeah. me. So yeah, audience, she doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, <laughs> not at all. Nah, I'm just, I'm pretty boring. Yeah, so boring. Not funny, none of it. Mm-mm. Nope, no jokes here. No. So seriously, you guys, though, she mentioned Notable Woman. Make sure you follow that podcast and join that group because it is awesome. And then the daily news thing, too, that she was talking about, it's very helpful because... I am one of those women that, you know, I consider myself pretty involved, pretty interested in politics and things like that that are going on in the world. And I know I'm one of the ones that turns on the TV every day and is in complete disbelief at what I'm seeing. So it is nice to see it all compacted <laughs> on a daily basis from Kristen. Yeah, I think I, I had a couple of people tell me that they liked the, they liked what I was doing, but that it was too, they found it too much when I shared it throughout the day. Mm. And so I thought, okay, I'll do it once a day. So every, every morning I share screenshots of everything I think you should know about, even if it's just a sound bite, and then uh, no more than five articles that I think you should read. And some days there's only three and some days there are five and the other day I cheated and there were six, but mostly five articles that will, that are sort of interesting or they add some context to a more complex issue. Or sometimes I think there's a lot of themes going on right now in the world. So it's good for you to look at something from a different perspective, let's say. Uh, but I found that that a lot of people were telling me that they just couldn't watch the news. It was physically hurting them or uh, they just couldn't deal with the onslaught of just breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And so doing something once a day, it feels manageable. It's not a lot of reading. It's a lot of more just, you know, sliding through the, the screenshots of things that I'm sharing. So people seem to really, really like it. And I am a news junkie and can't stop. So I might as well help other people. So mm -hmm. I've been enjoying that. Well, and so that's a great lead into um, a first question because, you know, we are talking about anxiety, but, you know, I mean, really what we're seeing in the news and everything can cause anxiety as well. And, um, you know, you've discussed with me, you know, that businesses are also highly affected by what's reported in the news, but it is hard to keep up with, which is why you're doing what you're doing. So, in that regard, like how can business owners, you know, like me or the other women out there find balance between avoiding it all together or spending all day with your mouth gaping open, looking at what's going on? 
I think that is a great, great, great question and a really great point because the, the first thing that you said is, so for the first thing that I said, of course, was that some people are just so overwhelmed by it that they can't do it. But then the point that you bring up is that the news affects you. It affects you, the politics, um, things that are happening in technology, all of that matters to you as a business owner. So even though you might want to opt out of it because it is stressful and it does bring you anxiety, opting out doesn't stop it from happening. And also, wouldn't you rather know and be prepared so that you can deal with whatever might be coming to your particular business? You know, avoidance does not help it not happen. So that's why I think it's important that business owners do pay attention to the news because it will affect you. And there's lots of different examples of that right now. You know, Elon Musk has had basically a public meltdown in the past uh, couple of weeks, which has done serious things to Tesla stock as it has, uh, as he has talked about wanting to take the company from public to private. And obviously there's been a lot going on with uh, the United States and taxes for businesses. So you should absolutely be paying attention to that depending upon if you're an LLC or a sole proprietorship, there are different tax changes that are coming in 2019 um, that tax professionals aren't even quite prepared for. There are people still reading the law and trying to understand what it means for everyone. So that's something that has affected you if you're in the United States. And then of course, if you are or are not in the United States, the United States tariffs that have been mm -hmm. continually been changing over the past couple of weeks about what's getting, what's getting a tariff and what's not. And then the different countries responses to that. So that's just three different examples of things that have happened in the news that you wouldn't see necessarily in a normal, let's say you follow social media examiner and they tell you what's going on in your social media platforms, which is good news to follow and you absolutely should, but you should also pay attention to local, national and global news for wherever you are so that you can stay up to date on those types of things because they will also affect your business. So then what my recommendation is, is to really know and understand yourself. So I love the news and I can easily fall into reading it for hours and hours and not get anything else done. So I've set up systems for myself. So I have a, a Twitter account that is only for me to follow news sources that I find interesting. So it's um, not really outlets because news outlets are highly polished and highly controlled and um, selected. So I don't really read what they're putting out on Twitter, but I read what their reporters are putting out and what they're saying. And they will often lead you to sources that are sort of news outlets that have editorial staff, but I don't like to read what they put out themselves on their social channels because that's part of uh, their own strategy, which might not be about what's, what's happening or what the themes are. And different reporters are interested in different things. So if you have a, a particular interest like tech, let's say, or um, obviously privacy, has been a big deal because of GDPR. Um, so those are different types of accounts that you can follow. So I created uh, 
a Twitter account solely for following the news and I'm only following people who I want to see talking about these topics. And then, you know, I've downloaded the news apps for the sources that I think are most reliable, least sensational. You know, I don't really want to read about pop culture or mm -hmm. viral videos or things like that. Like there's a time and place for that, but that's not what I do with my news time. And so I have those news apps set up to give me certain types of alerts that will show up on my home screen. And then I spend time designated throughout the day, very short periods of time where I'm checking this Twitter account so I can see what's happening in the news. And so that's what I personally do. And so I think the tight control of who you follow, what is it that you want to be put into your brain? Uh, don't put things in there that you don't want. Um, and then also controlling the time so that you don't spend all day doing it. And then I think it's really important that if you decide that you're going to get your news, let's say from social media, that maybe you see first on a couple of accounts that you like how they present the news and what you want to see that's going on. But even that, I think you should be conscious of, because I had a couple of accounts that I put as see first, but then perhaps if I was trying to just pop on Facebook for some small reason, I might see something that kind of disrupted the rest of my day. So it ended up <laughs> not working out. I think a good example of this is uh, Serena Williams just lost a match really terribly, the worst she's done in a very long time. And it came out afterwards that she had been scrolling Instagram and happened to see that her half-sister's killer was released from prison uh, on Instagram. And it totally messed her head up and it totally messed up her game. And I was a little surprised that, that a performer at Serena Williams' level would be on social media, you know, 10 minutes before a match or whatever. Uh, but I think that's a good thing for all of us to think about that when we allow these, these feeds to come into our day, they really affect what's going on with us. And, and Serena losing this match so badly is a, an extreme example, but it can happen to all of us that we could lose our focus, our intentions based on what we see. So really thinking about what it is we want to see and controlling that. Um, and I know, for example, a lot of people don't follow me because they don't like that I talk about politics, which is fine. It's, it's your choice. You get to decide what you want to see in your feed. But I think that ostriching it will not help you because it will happen anyway. It will affect your, your business if you are affected by something that's happening in the news. So you have to pay attention to it, but you should control it and set up some sort of system that works for you. Uh, I know a lot of people really like the skim which is a daily email that'll give you the top news topics. They're a little like, uh, you know, snarky, sarcastic, which I enjoy. <laughs> uh, so that's an option too. So you can do the skim, you can do notable news. You can look at Kristen's briefs. Uh, you can uh, do something like the NPR podcast. Uh, CNN, I think does a daily five. It really depends on what, works for you but having some sort of system where you can touch 
daily news topics every day and um, start to find who is reliable for you. You know, if, if something catches you by surprise that you feel like you should have known about, that means that your news sources aren't quite working for you and you should find some other way to bring in more diversity so that you are covered when different things happen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> awesome. So let's divert then to anxiety in general. I was really surprised when I saw your topic come through because all of my interactions with you are always, you know, you're just always so happy and positive and full of laughs and everything. So I was really surprised to hear that you actually deal with anxiety too, especially since you do all of these things that are out in the, the public eye. So can you tell us about your anxiety and how it manifests in your life? Absolutely. So I have, uh, I have anxiety and uh, there are many, many, many members of my family that have anxiety, uh, many who are on medication for it. I didn't really understand that I had anxiety until I got much older. And the, sort of the older I've gotten, the more comfortable I've gotten with being myself. And I think also the more comfortable a lot of people I know are with being themselves. And I discovered that Really, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people have anxiety. And you, there are a hundred billion possible ways that you can manage it. And you know, some people you know, need to see a doctor and take medication. And I think that that is great. And um, maybe see a, a therapist or a counselor. Um, I would always have had bouts of anxiety when my life has been very stressful, but it wasn't until after I had my son. And I think it's a real shame in our society that we don't talk a lot about what happens to women after they have a baby. Um, you, you hear a little bit about postpartum depression, but that's really it. Uh, you don't hear anything else about any of the physical stuff that happens or any of the changes that happen. And in fact, anxiety is really common after you have a tiny human because of the change in your hormones, uh, as are many other things related to your hormonal changes. <laughs> but I, um, you know, I started to notice probably around, I'm going to say like 11 months after my son was born. So this is around the time where we're transitioning out of breastfeeding and pumping into him, you know, having cow's milk and solid food. And I started to notice that uh, once I started to have to leave for work, I immediately had to uh, vomit. <laughs> it was like super, super nauseous. And I uh, had an experience that since I was in college, there's a time in my junior year of college where I had just gotten myself really overbooked. I had three majors. I think I was an officer in like 15 clubs and a member of like 10 others. And I had an internship and I just was stress puking all the time. And eventually I, you know, 
quit a bunch of things and really got back to center in my life and started to be more comfortable not doing everything, which obviously people might believe that I still do everything, but I don't actually. Um, and so I, I started to wonder like, why am I so, uh, anxious about like, what's going, what, like what's going on. And then that made me, I think very impatient with my husband and with my son and with my work life and with people on the subway and all those sort of things. And, uh, and so I did some, some research into it and realized that, uh, again, hormonal changes after, after having a baby are really common. And then particularly depending upon how long you breastfeed, nurse, pump, uh, make milk, uh, it can really affect what, when you might experience certain parts. Um, so I realized that, you know, one, I had to really look at my hormones and, and what I was consuming uh, uh, food-wise uh, to see how I could sort of help my hormones back again, uh, but also that I really needed to examine what in my life was making me so anxious. And so I, I came up with a couple of different things, which is, you know, one, I, I live in a small apartment in New York City. And so it was super crucial for me that I not, that my apartment not bring me stress. And so my son was early, was late, like he crawled at seven months. He started walking at nine months. And once he started to walk, I realized that my apartment wasn't like, not just not baby proofed, but it, there were just way too many things for him to get into. And it caused me a lot of stress because there were so many ways that he could die. <laughs> also, there were just so many ways that he could make the apartment a disaster that then I felt like I had to clean up before I went to bed. And if I didn't clean things up before I went to bed, I felt really stressed out about it. So my husband and I went through the whole apartment, top to bottom, side to side, and just got rid of everything that we didn't need. So we really, really, really embraced minimalism in every possible way, in our books, in our possessions, in our clothes, in our dishes, uh, in our appliances. You know, what, what did we have that could do three things that we could get rid of the two other things that did, that this thing did all of it, you know, or whatever it was. Uh, my husband's much more the kitchen appliance person. It's not really my thing. So I, <laughs> I can't talk a lot about that. But so that really, really, really helped because there were just less things for us to deal with. There were less things for the baby to interact with, less for us to clean, just less, less items in your house. And this is something I, I know a lot of moms talk about when they're talking about dealing with uh, anxiety, postpartum depression, and managing, you know, I just have one tiny human. Managing many tiny humans is, you know, minimalism will make you extremely happy. You know, dusting makes no one happy. You do not need to dust a whole shelf load of knickknacks. So the, the more you can minimize your physical space, the clutter, uh, it will help you so much. And that really, really helped us because I found that I was, I was anxious about things that the baby could get into. And again, 
like all the ways that you can possibly die. And then I was anxious about cleaning up and, and making sure everything was clean and having, I liked, I liked going to bed with my house cleaned up. And the more stuff that I had around the house, the more time it took and the less I wanted to do it. And same thing with dishes, you know, the less dishes and appliances and things like that, that we had, the easier it was to handle everything uh, and on a daily basis and just make it more manageable. So that was one system that we implemented. And I think that's helped not just in the anxiety in the household, but then that also helps with anxiety when it comes to finances and spending because I don't need to buy any more shoes because I don't have any more room for any more shoes. I've designated, you know, where those items are and, and having that, having that, those systems in place, those physical systems in the house helps me not spend money and also maintain cleanliness and then also not have to spend time doing it. And, uh, the other thing that I feel like has really helped me is having a really solid morning routine in place as well. So I, and I guess this comes back down to like all of my different ways that I could tell I was experiencing anxiety. So my son around the apartment, uh, nervous about him falling or hitting his head, those sort of things like that made me anxious the cleanliness factor and not being clean or not having the energy at the end of a day to clean up. Like those were all things that were causing me more anxiety. And then the other thing, the thing that I mentioned first was that I've had so much anxiety in the morning as I was leaving. And so what I really felt like there that what I needed to do to help me was, um, have a morning system in place and, and really my evening systems and my morning systems are tied together. So at night I make sure that I prep whatever I'm going to wear the next day and I prep my food for the next day. And I also um, make sure I get a lot of, enough sleep, which is not something I could do when I was a new mom. There was no sleep. <laughs> no sleep for a long time, uh, which also uh, caused a lot of anxiety. But once my son got good at sleeping, and now he is an expert, but uh, it took some time. Uh, but now it's really important to me that I get enough sleep. And I'm a night owl. I like to stay up late, but I have had to really rework how I approach uh, my work and nighttimes and mornings. And so now I, am, I go to bed fairly early and I get at least seven hours of sleep. And then when I wake up, I do, uh, I have lemon water. I do a stretching sort of self-created because I've worked in the theater for a very long time and had to do a bazillion and a half classes on human <laughs> movement and dance. So it's a, a combination of different things that I've liked from those classes, uh, as well as a little bit of yoga and a little bit of Pilates. And then I do um, you know, a visualization and gratitude uh, meditation. And then just recently, my husband got me for my birthday. And it's going to sound a little weird, but I really wanted it, which is an exercise bike. And so I felt like if I got a gym membership, I wouldn't actually go. Uh, and I tried to do 
routines and stuff like that. But it's really hard when you have a tiny human because they'll say, you know, I want a cookie or I need some blueberries or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, you know, having to like stop a tape or, you know, oh, you forget to stop it and then you come back and you got to find her whatever. Whereas a bike, I can just get on and off and do whatever I needed to do for him. And so I do that. And then I go for a very long walk uh, with my dog and all of these different things I feel like have, have given me this great well to, to pull from so that I don't feel as much uh, anxiety as I am leaving for the day. I feel like I'm well rested and ready to deal with whatever it brings, which is always so many things. <laughs> uh, but I really feel like that, that morning routine has given me, I would say it's, it's a hard reset and a, a place to pull from. And so these are our systems that work for me. But again, I think the, the place where it really comes from, and again, of course, it depends on what your anxiety is coming from, um, both physically uh, and also, you know, maybe environmentally, mentally, socially, whatever it might be. And so for mine, it really is um, postpartum and, and managing my hormones. So I am you know, working with a nutritionist on food and have been for quite some time and what I need to be having more of and what I need to be having less of so that I can get back into a better place as far as all that is concerned. But then what helps me manage sort of the, the symptoms is by putting these systems into place. And the way I decided what systems I was going to put into place was by really spending time looking at what what is causing me to feel anxious throughout the day. And then those are the things that I can really analyze and then put a system into place. So if you are, uh, are feeling like your household is causing you stress, I really suggest minimalism as an approach to that. Um, you know, if your partner is causing you stress, you know, I really suggest having conversation with them because I really feel like my husband is, is my, my partner in all of this. And I can say, you know, if something's happening in our household, like this is making me really anxious, then he knows he has to step in and handle something so that I can sort of like go and have a moment to breathe or um, take a walk or whatever I might need to do. And then um, the morning routine also really, really, really has helped me get into this great place so that I can go about the day. And then perhaps the last thing, and I know nobody probably believes this, but I have gotten excellent since I've had the tiny human about saying no, because so many people, I, I, I never really realized how many people asked me for things, but also that I said no, pardon me, I said yes to everyone. And the reason I did is because I really felt like people wouldn't like me if I said no. Uh, so I said yes to everything and just got myself really, really overwhelmed. And so what I did at first, because I had no barometer of understanding what I should or should not say no to, was I had an Evernote in my phone that said, you know, these are the five people that you've said yes to lately. And you can have no more than five. And so if I hit my five, I would say, no, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I've, I'm all booked up <laughs> right now on things I'm doing for other people. 
And then eventually I get to the point where I don't need that list anymore. I'm much better at knowing this serves me. This doesn't serve me. I'm over you know, tapped out right now. Uh, but at first I really had no idea. I couldn't tell. So having my little list was a good way for me to check into something visually because I couldn't feel it. Um, I think I have a tendency to be very much in my head. So systems that let me get into my body, like my morning routine or like notes in my Evernote that remind me of things that I'm currently doing. Or I also just recently got the Fitbit, which is really great way for me to tap in. Like, how am I, how am I moving around? And that also really, really helps me. So those are all, so that is sort of how my anxiety has, has really come into play for me since I had the tiny human and then the way that I've used systems to manage it. And it's like interesting some of the things that you mentioned because the, um, the minimalism, I actually didn't even realize I was doing what I was doing until you just mentioned it right now. I, a few weeks ago, I deal with anxiety too. I tell people this all the time, anxiety, depression, I've got all of it. And a few weeks ago, I went on some kind of crazy, I don't know what, but like took everything out of my living room including an entertainment center. The entertainment center ended up out on the curb. This is like a $2,000 plus entertainment center. Tossed it out on the curb, cleaned up my living room, had garbage bags full of stuff. And I've got to tell you, I felt so much better after doing that. It's crazy. It is. It is. But I totally understand it because if something is causing you anxiety in your house, like I imagine your entertainment center, I saw you post about it, that it was, it was, it was pretty large. It was massive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It was, it, it was, was definitely, <laughs> it was very, it was definitely like two or three bodies in there. I think yeah. no problem, but I totally understand it. And I, the first time that I was in some sort of, mom group or whatever post baby and someone mentioned minimalism as a way to deal with anxiety I was like you know that's hippie shit like whatever <laughs> I, I I don't even know what that means but then I really started to understand it that that um stuff in your life uh can really cause you anxiety if you're scared you're gonna break it or if it's too big or if it's too hard to clean or any of these things, like they can really be triggers. And so why, why keep them? And, and I find that since my, my husband and I have done this, where we've really, and I mean, we didn't do the whole, like, hold it in your hand. Do you feel joy thing or whatever? But we did really look at our, our space and our objects and our clothes. And I, I don't know about you, Suzanne. I definitely am, am in this group where I will buy something clothing wise that I feel like should work. I feel like I should look good in this. I feel like this is going to work out and then it doesn't. And then I keep it anyway. I don't return it. I keep it. And then it's a constant source of anxiety because I look at it and I think, Oh, that makes me look like I have four boobs, but <laughs> you know, it's going to work out someday. And, uh, but it doesn't. And I continue to keep it anyway. And it, it just causes me stress every time I see it. And so I, uh, 
I realized that was, you know, torture, like self torture. And so I really went through all my clothes and I put every single thing on and I said, okay, I love this. I love how it looks. I love how I feel in this or, you know, I hate this. I've always hated it. I'm going to go donate it right now. And so uh, Mike and I became really good friends with the gentleman who runs the local donation center, that, you know, nonprofit. And they, they have a little thrift store that they sell and they give, you know, buy food for people. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. This is great. It fulfills all my needs and desires. And any, any clothing that you have that, that can't be sold, they either um, give to a homeless shelter or if it's really, really in bad condition, they will uh, bring it to cloth recycling. And so I just couldn't believe all of the ways that I was sort of creating my own anxiety, but minimalism helps so much. And I really do recommend it for everything, not just your, not just your physical space, but also I really think that your clothes, your purses, I feel like sometimes we buy things that maybe we, maybe people are emotional spenders. They buy something that they feel like they should like, they don't like it. And then you're just, you're just perpetuating how you feel about it every time you see it. And so there's all these different ways that I think that we can help with anxiety and definitely minimalism is, is a huge, huge help, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I think that the audience will definitely get some great ideas just from the things that you do and, you know, maybe, just stuff they would never would have thought of before. You know, like I said, I didn't even realize I was doing what I was doing. So um, I think that that's awesome advice and cool that you have so many different things that you do. And it makes me look at like all of my little um, routines too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've created systems as well and didn't even know I was doing it. So it's a great advice for people. If you feel like your anxiety has just got control of you and you just don't even know where to go for sure. And I think the other thing that's important to note, Suzanne, is that it's good for everybody just like you and just like me, that if you do have little systems that you've already put in little routines, that if you can identify that those are there because they help you with your anxiety, then you know how important they are and you won't put them off or you won't let someone else put them off. You know, if someone says, Oh, we don't have time for you to do blah, blah, blah. Or we have to go. You say, no, no, no. <laughs> this is like my medicine. Okay. I need yes. to do whatever this is. And so it really helps me know that. And same thing, my, my husband now, he does a morning yoga flow and the morning meditation and we have it worked out in our morning that, you know, I do this and this and then he does this and that. And it, it works out. And I know that if he's being a little grumpy with me in the morning, I'll say, did you do your morning routine yet? And if he says, nope, I'll say, here's your yoga mat. Get in there. <laughs> and so if, uh, so one, if you know that it's important to you, that it's not just a routine, it's a system to help you manage your anxiety, then you're going to treat it with respect, not just the idiosyncrasy of yours. And then also, it really does help that my husband and I both know what we need. So if you do have a partner or a sweetheart, uh, that, that is important for them to know that this is important to you, so that they'll help you make the time or tell you, or if I tell my husband, okay, I haven't done this yet, so, oh, well, we, we, gotta, we gotta make that happen, you know? <laughs> how do you, how are we gonna get this in? And same for me with him. So I think that it's important to think about all of that. Definitely. 
So Kristen, I'm sure that people listening are wondering how they can connect with you. I know you mentioned your Facebook and a group and everything. Want to tell them how they can track you down? Absolutely. Well, I am on the internet. I crazy little thing called the internet at, at the, at the com, And you can certainly find me everywhere from there on social. I am the notable woman just at the notable woman wherever. And if you are interested in a group of awesome women who are doing amazing things, that is called the society of notable com, And that will redirect you over to the Facebook group. Nice. I love it when people make it easy. Me too. <laughs> Domain names are so cheap. Yes, right? Let's do it. <laughs> and I can't tell you the number of times I'm on Facebook thinking, because so many people have na- group names that sound so similar to each other. And so I'll be participating in a challenge or something, and I'll be trying to go find the person's group, and I'll be typing uh, woman, uh, woman, women group business uh what is it oh i don't know so you know everybody's got a version of heart-centered entrepreneurial women yes and so when people can either one make it different like suzanne which i love or two you know the url really does help definitely all right well thanks for being on kristen i'm sure that people loved the podcast And to all of you listening, Kristen just mentioned that I also have a group. Mine is called Business Mojo and Margaritas. Would love to have you guys join me over there. I also have a URL that takes you right to it. It's fempreneurs.biz, easy peasy. And again, thank you, Kristen. And uh, yeah, maybe we can uh, bring back We've Got Jokes. I I think we're pretty funny. I think we're funny. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, lady. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I'm so glad you decided to roll with me yet again. Hey, if you loved it, please give me a rating and some little comments on iTunes. And hey, if you're thinking that working together with my crazy self sounds like a fantastic idea. Hunt me down. SuzanneProxa.com. That K is before the S. You can find all of my coaching information, my blog, my courses, all of the things all right in one spot. And with that, I will see you in the next episode, gorgeous.